Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of True Crime on Easy Street, the post-Halloween edition. My name is Kelly Turner, and I'm not a doctor. My name is Scott Wright. I am a mediocre journalist. And I'm Katie Givens. I'm not a lawyer. Scott, what'd you do for uh, Halloween? I intended every bit to dress up last night. Well, what? Well, what were I you had a costume. Be? I was going to wear one of those green jumpsuits from Squid Game. Right? Okay, Squid Game. I ordered it for last year. I remember you saying that. And it didn't arrive in time, so I was going to wear it yesterday. And mm-hmm. I put it on yeah. at 5 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Either I've gained 20 pounds or when I washed it, it shrunk to two sizes smaller than it was <laughs> because I looked like eight pounds of sausage shoved into a five pound bag and I took it off and threw it in the closet and dressed the way you see me now, pretty much. I'm going to say the, just from hanging with you for this past year, yeah. I'm going to say that you shrunk it in the dryer because yeah. <laughs> you have not gained weight. Anyway, so I did not... Uh, have a costume on last night, but I hear that you did. I did. Would you like to tell us about it? Yes. I was the bride of Frankenstein. I saw the, the, the I saw the wig, the big tall hair. Yeah. Yeah. I had a grocery bag shoved up in there so it would stand up on my head and I had a safety pin to my head. So by the end of the night, so you were top heavy. I exactly. (laughs) I had as much as you can be with plastic bags. Yes. My head was sore when I took that wig off from having all those. But you came home richer. I did. I actually, there were, I believe, three sections of costume contests at Easy Street. Yes. For the sexiest costume, the scariest costume, and couples. Couples, yeah. Best couples costume. So you were two out of three? Would you like to guess which which one I, I won? Sexiest? No. No. I'm going with that. Yeah. No. I had on a white dress, like a white potato sack. Have you ever seen the- The Bride of Frankenstein. The Bride of Frankenstein movie from the 30s. Oh, you nailed it. And I had the gauze wrapped around my arms. And and by the time of this, it was, they were falling everywhere. They were hanging. I mean, I looked like I just got off the slab. Like you had been reanimated. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And uh, (laughs) I won the scariest. Okay. All right. So 50 bucks to the good, though. 50 bucks right? to uh, Easy Street and a T-shirt, so that was nice. But I also, before I got to Easy Street, I went and participated in a costume contest at another local establishment, and, uh-huh. I, and I won that one. She just made her rounds. Two wow. for two. Yeah, I remember when you did uh, the Statue of Liberty a few years back. I did the Statue and of I Liberty. I think you clean house that night as well. I did. I had the I had that bright red wig and Don't ever let it be said that Kelly Turner half asses Halloween. No, never she did. never mm-hmm. has. Never. Not never since I've life. known you. That's right. That's right. Uh so anyways, hope everybody had a safe and wonderful Halloween. And uh, as we get ready for what's coming up next, we have quite the story for uh football season. Because it's football's still going on, right? Uh, I mean, I'm an Auburn fan, so I'm, I mean, is it so still going on? <laughs> football's over for you. Is this? Still, I mean, I don't know what is. What's Good luck going with on. the new coach, whoever that's going to be. <sighs> I know. I don't even want to. <laughs> I can't even get into that. Sorry. Yeah, I know. Mm. What? But yeah. uh, this story that we're going to tell today has a lot to do. Well, I'm not going to tell it. You guys are going to tell it. Katie has. She's in the big chair today. Okay. I think we've all got our part today. Yeah. A little bit, a little bit. Yeah, that's true. We all, we a do. little bit of each of us yeah. today. But this, this is directly related to football. Well, this is something that we did on a live show when we were doing live shows on the stage at Easy Street, maybe uh, several, probably about this time last year. Probably. Because we tried to time it perfectly. And if you're listening as this episode lands, upcoming on Saturday is the big annual Alabama versus LSU football game. Yeah. That always happens on the first Saturday in November. Yep. So we timed this perfectly mm-hmm. to talk about it just the way that we have uh, for the live, uh, for the, for the podcast. But Katie's going to tell us this story. It's about something that happened on Bourbon Street on January the 9th, 2012. We've all been to Bourbon Street, right? Yes. Yes. I know that you were there, Kelly Turner. You were there the night that this happened. And Katie's going to ask you about that in a few minutes. But yep. just to kind of set the stage, that was when the Alabama Crimson Tide defeated the LSU Tigers to win the 2011 National Championship. That was in the Superdome in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. This year's game is a big game, as it always is. Yes. As it usually is. Uh, yeah, always. But Alabama has, a, has lost one game. LSU has lost two games. So, in the Western Division of the SEC, whoever wins Saturday night's game between Alabama and LSU is going to be in the catbird seat, so to speak. Mm-hmm. 
for the SEC championship. Now I know there was there was a couple of times that I that we were in New Orleans for this when Alabama faced LSU, and mm-hmm. maybe I'm I'm trying to create two different times um, because I'm terrible with dates and I'm terrible with you know remembering things. Hey, um, welcome to my world. Yeah, but. Was this the Honey Badger year? Was Honey Badger? Yes, this was, okay. that is correct. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, I forget his name, but yeah, I don't know, that's Honey Badger. He was a player on the LSU defense who was uh, he, he was, was big on social player. media, the star mm-hmm. player, and and was very outspoken. Yes, but yeah, mm-hmm. that guy. And then Alabama uh, shut them out completely. That is correct. Uh, now, just briefly to mention this game, this year's game, one more time. Nick Saban is in his sixteenth season. Mm-hmm. As the Alabama head coach, Brian Kelly, the former Notre Dame coach, is six and two in his first year at LSU. And like I said, this game's going to be big if you're a football fan. And I hope in it's the a South. good game to watch. I think it will be. There's a lot of good games this weekend. Fun. So if you're a football fan, tune in. Uh, so obviously, we have an Alabama connection there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's something that we always like to be able to do yeah. on this podcast. Uh, f- college football is a really big deal. But getting back to 2011, the season 2011, LSU won the SEC championship game over Georgia, and that's how they ended up in the national championship game. Alabama needed some help that year. There were a couple of games or a couple of teams that lost that were ranked ahead of Alabama. But at the end of the season, Alabama ended up the number two team, and so you end up with LSU versus Alabama Mm -hmm. in the national championship game. And a lot of college football talking heads felt like Alabama should not have been there. Well, because LSU had already beaten Alabama that season, right? That's how they... Absolutely. Back in November Mm -hmm. of 2011, uh, LSU had defeated Alabama 9-6 to in overtime at Bryant-Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa. So, hey... This is a rematch. Yeah. What's up with that? Yeah. But however it happened... Well, it was the way. It was number one versus number two. Exactly. And you know, if you didn't like the system, get a new one, and they did. And they did. That's exactly... One of the reasons why they ended up with a playoff system was because of the way that the 2011 season... Mm-hmm. It was just one more brick in the wall to help them determine, yeah, we yeah. need to do something better than this. And I was I was there with KT because he's a he's a graduate of the University of Alabama. So he's an Alabama fan. Right. And so we were there. But it was really more like, an, like a home game for LSU because it was in New Orleans. Right there in New Orleans in the Superdome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, however it happened, it was a huge contest. Alabama won the game 21 to nothing. And to, to crowd one colossal contest into one teeny tiny sentence, the Tide held the Tigers to less than 100 yards of total offense and won the game handily. Uh, but meanwhile, down on Bourbon Street, the drama that we're here to talk about today was just getting started. So, Katie, please take us teabagging. No. But, no we're <laughs> not, I will. I we're, will. We're not going to go teabagging. I today. will tell Sorry, you a that's story. That's my intro, and you didn't change it. Yeah. I, um, this was a 7:30 kickoff, right? It was late. Sounds like, yeah, that would have been like, the national championship. It was a late, late kickoff, kickoff, certainly. Yes. So you're in New Orleans, and you're it's a 7.30 kickoff, and the mm-hmm. bars open at about noon. Mm-hmm. If that, they ever close. And on Bourbon Street, it's three for one Yeah, a lot. Yeah. They do close because, you know, at, in Bourbon Street, they hose the streets That's down. That's true. They, they have and, to because it smells like sour milk and vomit at uh, four in the morning. Yeah, so I have been to New Orleans one time, and it was... Year after this happened, so okay. what are we talking about today? We've got two key players in this story. We've got a man by the name of Garrison Stamp. I call him a man. He's was an eighteen year old LSU student, and we've got another man named Brian Downing, who was a thirty two year old husband and father of a four month old, who was a district manager for Hibbets Sporting Goods. So was yes. It is 11.45 on Monday night. And yeah, you they, s- they did the game on Monday night, but the primetime mm-hmm. audience, yeah. TV audience, yeah. It's 11.45 on a Monday night. And through the front window of the crystal that sits on the corner of Bourbon Street, if you've ever been to New Orleans, you know where this, if you've walked to the street, you know where this crystal yeah, is. And you've eaten from that place at three in the morning because it's the easiest thing to grab. It's prime real estate. to your hotel room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can see... A young LSU fan is seated, slumped over, head's kind of tucked in the crook of his arm, and he looks either unconscious or dead. And Kelly can tell you he looked like that because Kelly saw him sitting there. I did. I did. 
So please expound. Okay, so I I'm with uh, KT and Jake. Jake was there. Jake wasn't walking with us at this time, but we had all gone to the same bar and watched the game. And Jake was there with his son and a friend, and they actually went in the game. What bar did y'all watch it at? I really couldn't tell you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bar that KT and Jake had found, and when we got there, all the wait staff they were wearing LSU shirts. But I want to say it might have not even been the first quarter was over. They had all changed to Alabama <gasps> shirts. Oh, really? <laughs> and it quickly became pretty much an Alabama bar uh-huh. for the night. And so we had been sitting there watching it and just kind of being there on Bourbon Street and enjoying, you know. That's the, how that happens. The, the atmosphere. Right. It's a it's a fantastic atmosphere. So it, it, after it was over with, and we were walking back to our hotel and we walked, past this crystal and mm-hmm. past the, this window that has like a bench seat there facing the window facing the window right. and i see him and you're exactly right he's laying there his head is in the crook of his arm and at the time there was no one else sitting there but one other guy who was about two seats down from him and he was eating and when we pass him i just kind of look at the guy who's eating and i just sort of mouth like through, through the window, the window. Mm-hmm. okay i just mouthed through the window like is he breathing like pointing to the guy <laughs> and he leans over and he listens for a second and then he pops back up and he gives me the thumbs up and so i'm like okay good so we keep walking and we decide we're gonna go into this crystal and get food because we've been at the bar all day yeah sure so we go in and it is packed the crystal is just like people are just pouring into this crystal mm-hmm. and this where he's sitting in this window is kind of towards the back of it. Mm-hmm. And be, while we stand there in line, we start seeing like there's some guys that are around him and they start piling little crystal boxes like on top of him. At the moment, it just sort of looked like uh, he's with his buddies and he was the first to go to sleep. And so it was kind of the equivalent of drawing the mustache on the face or, you know, something like that. Right. But we quickly realized that this crystal is taking forever and there's too many people. So we're like, we're out. We're going to the hotel and forget it. We'll eat tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So we leave. And then a few days later, (laughs) we hear that this has happened. Yeah. So Kelly's right. So at 11.45... Kelly was probably there. You were probably there about 11.30, 11.15 or something sure. from the timeline. At 11.45, and according to security cam footage, you can see that he'd been there about an hour and a half. So my account of what happened is coming straight from video footage. Okay. So. I have not seen any of the video footage of this incident. Oh, okay. I, don't, I mean, I guess it's still on the internet. I didn't go to look it up either. I, don't no. know. I, haven't, I haven't looked. You can hear a guy in a video saying, dude, I think he's dead. And then he's was laughing that, was about Was that Kelly? It. No, no. No, that was no. through the window. No, it's kind of like a... Kelly had checked on him, <laughs> okay. and when Kelly was told he was breathing, Kelly was like, okay, good. All right. This guy's laughing, and he's like, I think he's dead, dude, I think he's dead. Or he's dead, dude, I think he's dead. There's another guy in the video, and his name is Patrick Sitterstrom, and he can be seen, like, hiking up the front of his jersey to tug on his belt and reaching for his zipper. There's a woman that steps into frame and she cuts in front of him and she's like, stop. Like you, She's not really speaking, but she stops him from doing whatever he was about to do. There are people leaning over the passed out guy, posing for pictures, taking pictures with him. Uh, one guy can be heard saying, this guy's life is over. Another person... Sounds uh, like a bunch of drunks in a crystal in New Orleans. Oh, I mean, my gosh. Yeah. Another person says, uh, he's soon going to get cheesy fries in his ear. And a woman asks, does anybody have a Sharpie? So, uh, there's the mustache. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. But some of these other comments are just ridiculous. Yeah. I would never think to say those things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you're not supposed to say never say never, but... <laughs> never say never. Never say never. Kelly Turner. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. That's just weird. The man I mentioned at the beginning, Brian Downing, the 32-year-old Hibbett Sports District Manager, he comes into video and is seen sticking his middle finger up this guy's nose, which just gross for yeah, one. That's, that's well, assault, it, isn't it, right there? I don't know if that if you would call that assault, but 
I, this is somebody that you don't know. That's mm-hmm. that's it's weird enough with your friends if yeah. you did something like that, but the fact that you you do that to somebody you don't even know, it just kind of gives you an idea of how drunk everybody yeah. was if, in this. If crowd. I shoved my middle finger up your husband's nose and he found out about it later, <laughs> even if he was passed out drunk at the time, it'd be bad. I would be done. It'd be bad. He would take me out in the woods and I would never come back. <laughs> yeah. As he puts his finger up his nose, the crowd chants, roll tide. Oh, Lord. <laughs> then he puts that same finger in his ear in that, in this passed out guy's ear. Okay. Another guy seen holding a beer bottle comes into frame, and he begins to unzip his pants. The same woman who stopped the first guy gets in front of this guy, and she's like, quit, you know, yeah. stop what you're doing. She's like the zipper patrol. Yeah. If only she had stuck around. Yeah. More trash is being stacked on this guy. Someone pours water on him. There are dozens of people watching, including at least one of the Crystal employees, and roll tides can be heard all around. Okay. Makes me ashamed. Yeah. Mm. The Brian Downing, he comes back into the picture, and you can hear someone say, and I quote, he's got his ball sack out. Oh, Lord. And someone else says, he's going to put his balls on him. And if you didn't understand the title of today's episode, you do now. Yeah. Mm. Because that is what is called teabagging. Mm-hmm. The same woman who has stopped the other two guys from unzipping their pants can be seen being pulled away from the situation by what I can assume is her boyfriend. The voice of reason. She's being removed from the situation. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Downing circles uh, the passed out guy. He stands on a chair and brings his exposed self close to passed out guy's face. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth mentioning here that um, Downing is wearing like a holstered cell phone. So you can clearly tell he's not a college student. He's a, he's a grown man. His, his cell phone is holstered. That on is his belt. definitely a, an older guy move. Yes. If I am in the grocery store and I turn down an aisle and I see somebody with a holstered cell phone, I back away and go to the next <laughs> aisle. Mm-hmm. That freaks me the fuck out. His chair, he's like I said, he's standing up on a chair to get, you know, himself to this guy's face. His chair slips out from under him and he kind of falls and he falls balls, balls first, first <laughs> onto the passed out guy's face. So glad you said that. Oh, that's terrible. He catches himself kind of at the window and I guess to compensate for the embarrassing fall, he begins to hump the guy's cheek for, a, it's about six seconds in the video. Wow. Yeah. Everyone in the video is laughing. No one appears to be troubled by what's happening. No one's telling this guy to stop. The same window that Kelly Turner had been looking through just a few minutes earlier. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing, Cal. It was like everything went to hell in a handbasket. If only you'd really, had one more really drink. Quick. If you'd had one more drink at the bar you were at, you would have been there when this went down. I would down. have walked by when this happened. Yeah. I don't know what I would have done. I honestly couldn't tell you what I would have done. I don't know. I don't either. I mean, walking by the window, if mm-hmm. I'm seeing this happen, I'll be like, holy crap. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. I think when you see a picture of the two guys, it's the first thing that is obvious is the difference in age. Yes. So I, I, I'm I, hoping that I would have noticed that and been like, holy crap, this is, something's up here. I don't yeah. know. I just I honestly couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it was not a rowdy, out of control situation when I was there. Yeah. It was just getting busy, like busier and busier and busier. As as the, the crowd is coming headed from the game. Back. Coming from yeah. the bars and mm-hmm. coming from the game. Yeah. yeah. Well, Downing then walks back and teabags the left side of the passed out guy's like rib cage area. I've never heard of teabagging ribs. And then he finally puts himself away. Oh. And the video is the video ends. It's four minutes and forty seven seconds long. Because we're in twenty eleven, you are very much in the world of smartphones, mm-hmm. and people are videoing, and it's good you know. to note because yeah, people are recording this. We are this is not the eighties. Mm-hmm. People have mm-hmm. cameras in their pockets that are mm-hmm. capable of recording video in two thousand and twelve, and putting it online for all to see. Zoom. Yep, and. 
I guess aside from Kelly asking if he was breathing earlier, no one can be seen checking on this kid to make sure he's okay. Mm. Like I said, because this whole time, all of this is happening, he's not stirring. Like, he stirs a little bit in the video, but he is out. Mm-hmm. Shop Cherokee County first. Before you go out of town or shop online, Scott, visit many retail businesses here in Cherokee County. And yep. you you want to know why? Please tell me. Okay. They are faithful to support our local schools, our sports teams, our clubs, our community nonprofits, and more. So keeping your money here in the local economy, that's going to support all of that. Teresa and Joy do a great job at the chamber. Amazon sucks. Shop local. <laughs> Absolutely agree. <laughs> local businesses provide jobs for you and your neighbors. So brought to you by the Cherokee County Chamber of Commerce. Shop local. I've seen you try to go out of town, Scott, and I'm not going to stand for it anymore. I don't trust myself to drive out of town. You better take your tail to the local shops from now on. Do you understand me? I will do a much better job of shopping (laughs) locally. Thank you for the Cherokee County Chamber of Commerce being a sponsor of the show and reminding us all to shop local. So the Post Herald here in Cherokee County is a uh, sponsor of True Crime on Easy Street, and we are conducting a subscription drive. What we want you to do is subscribe to the paper because in December, when the bowl matchups come out, we're going to put an entry list in the paper and only subscribers to the Post-Herald are eligible to win a $500 first place prize. You pick the most bowl game winners, you get 500 bucks. College football bowl games. College football bowl games. All right, so step one, subscribe to the Post-Herald. Call 256-927-4476 to subscribe to the paper for as little as $20 a year, depending on your zip code. If you're right here in town, it's 20 bucks. All right. That sounds wonderful. Hey, guys. This week coming up at Easy Street, we've got Tuesday Night Bingo with Shane, as always. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Wednesday night, Scotty Sams will be playing at the bar corner. Thursday night is karaoke, as always. Friday night is Jake and Casey. They'll be playing at the bar Those corner as well. Those guys are amazing. Oh, yeah, they're great. Yeah. And Saturday, new band Easy Street, Saints and Rebels will be there. And as always, every day at 4 o'clock, you can come have dinner with us. We're open Tuesday through Saturday. Oh, I'm, I'm going to come have dinner this week. You say that every week. And I'm there and every week. I never week. see you there. And I'm there all the time. It's because you're drunk. And you don't eat dinner. Fair enough. And don't forget what's coming up this week at Easy Street. Wednesday the 2nd, we have Jason Cameron. Thursday night, we have karaoke. Friday night, we have Scotty Sams. And Saturday will be Paris. So come on out and see us. So how do we get here? The passed out guy in the video, his name is Garrison Stamp. Mm-hmm. Like I mentioned earlier, he's a freshman at LSU, and he had driven down to New Orleans with three friends that he had met just this past semester at college. Like, he didn't know these guys that well, but they had met their, their first semester, and this is, like, beginning the second semester of school, and so they drive on down. One of the guys' parents has a house down there, some situation, so they're, they're staying with, with people. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They go out to a bar called Bourbon Live, and it had those three-for-one beer specials like Kelly mentioned. Mm-hmm. And people are handing this guy beers. Mm-hmm. You know, they're handing them to him all day. You don't have to be 21 to drink in New Orleans. I mean, it's a shame. You really don't. Yeah, no one's, no one's, I mean, like the only time I have been to New Orleans, I was not 21. How'd that go? And now, I mean, it went just Do like everyone else. Do you remember anything street, about it? You, know? you got three-for-one like <laughs> yeah, everybody else. like everybody right. else. Yeah. yeah. And I... I'm not one of these people who has has ever had a valid fake ID. Like my, I never had an ID that worked. Like I, if someone had asked you for your ID on that trip, you would have had been, been like, busted. Oh, done. Not yeah, me. I'm, and I, I'm not. But no one, one did. <laughs> no, and I looked very much the 18 years old that I was at the time. Of course, <laughs> you still look the 18 years old that you're not anymore. I'll take it. Compliment. The older I get, I'll yeah. take it. <laughs> so he can't recall anything from halftime on mm. of the game. And at some point, he loses his cell phone. Oh, that's and unfortunate. I, too, lost a cell phone on Bourbon Street when oh, I was there. Probably a lot of cell phones lost on Bourbon Street. I watched mine fall to the ground and go black. It was like an iPhone 4, oh. and it just, mm. I watched it just die, and I was like, well, bloop, bloop. that one's oh, done. Well. Yeah. Brian uh, was at a, bar, at a bar as well, but he was at a bar called The Rusty Nail. 
And this bar is owned by a Bama alumni that was having a kind of a block party situation for Bama fans. Like, the bar had expanded, like, almost the whole block. They had projectors and TVs everywhere. I was not at that bar. Yeah. That was to say, you would have remembered, I think you would have remembered right. this. And so, the bar opened at noon, which was nearly eight hours before kickoff, and was said to be closing after the last man standing passed out. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, Brian and his friends, who are of age to drink alcohol. and Yeah, they're in their 30s. Getting it freely, yes. Or not freely, but, you know, they're, they can get as Legally, much as they want. Yes. Right. Yeah. They begin with Bud Lights, like you do. Which turned into whiskey, which led to Jaeger bombs. That's a terrible combination. That is exactly the progression. I'm just going to say, I understand it. And this is nothing against Bud Light, but my day never starts with that. No, <laughs> no. Yeah, give Kelly some that's Kahlua just, in her coffee. That's just that's just personal <laughs> preference. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. And if you you know if you like Bud Light, good for you. That's fine. I just don't prefer it. Me neither. So he woke up the next morning with a hangover and a very fuzzy memory. Yeah. You end your night with Jaeger bombs. And probably bombs. wishes it had stayed that way. I mean, you end your night with Jaeger bombs. Yeah, it's fuzzy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, What's... I do have an affinity for Jaeger. It is a choice I of mine. I seem to recall but... that order being placed uh, less than 12 hours ago. But you mix it with a bunch of other things, and you're not you're not doing so hot. No, it's I mean it's it's part of and and we've all been there. Everybody, we're not sitting here on our top of our throne judging oh, Lord, people no. who have had too much alcohol to drink. That's that's not what we're doing. Everybody's been there. Everybody's made that mistake and said, I will never drink again. Everybody's mm-hmm. been there. But you also have to learn as you get older what drink responsibly means. Yes. You know, as And a, then choose to do it or not. Yeah. But you know where your limit is. You know and you figure that out. Right. And um, unfortunately, a lot of times it's the hard way. Mm-hmm. You figure it out. But uh But at thirty two you've had time to do that. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And the next morning on that horrible drive back Ooh. from New Orleans to Alabama. <laughs> the worst drive ever. God, it is a, is a terrible ever. drive. His, I never had a great time on the drive back from New Orleans. No matter what <laughs> happened at the football stadium the night before, I never had a good time on that drive home. <laughs> Brian's friends, who cannot be seen in the video, are saying, do you remember, um, remember what happened at the Crystal last night? And he's like, mm, No. But as they remind him, it slowly comes back and he, you know, then you have that gut punch on the way home. Like, oh God, what did I do? Wait, were they there? His friends, yes. They were in the fucking crystal. They're not seen in the video, but they knew what happened. Okay. Hmm. Well, some friends they were. Exactly. So this is Tuesday morning, the 10th. He's headed home. Fast forward to the next Monday, which is Martin Luther. King Day. Mm-hmm. Right. So, it's a, a holiday. Yeah, it's a holiday. So everybody's off work. He's, um, Brian's off work. And all of a sudden, a video goes viral. As it does. As it does. And online, people are talking about it. And some people are laughing about it. Others are disgusted. They're judging the people in this video one way or the other. Yeah. There's debate on the internet about whether this was just a stupid prank or is this a sex crime? And the 18-year-old in the video is rumored to be dead. That is a, that is a thread oh, that goes around online. I didn't, oh, wow. I didn't know that. So what, what are the two of them doing when they find out about this? Brian is headed to Target with his wife and his four-month-old. He gets a phone call from his brother-in-law, which is his sister's husband, and asks if he knows what's on the internet. And then he's like, I, I think you're on the internet. I think this video from New Orleans is you. And his wife, just about the same time they're in the car, her cell phone rings, and it's her best friend from high school who heard from a mutual friend that they might have seen Brian on some football website. This video oh. is, this is like pre-TikTok, mm-hmm. pre like, Going viral in like yeah, the sense is, that we know it now. Is this YouTube, I guess, or YouTube. maybe Facebook? There'd be some YouTube. Okay. There'd be some, and like I say, just post on these random websites. Yeah. That like these niche sites that people would visit at the time. Was it ever on like yeah. Sports related. May have been. Was it ever on Rivals.com yeah. like, or something like that? Because they're talking about, because websites. they're covering last night's mm-hmm. football game. Yeah. And this comes in and it's something to talk about besides this lopsided 21 to nothing Alabama win. It's something mm-hmm. to keep 
listeners engaged. Something I found was like Tosh.0 tried to get them on his ah. show, but they, they didn't go on, of course. They refused. Yeah, because um, Web Redemption. Yeah, was, I'm, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Tosh.0. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, Andrea, which is Brian's wife, she, like I said, she hears from a, from her high school friend, then her phone's blowing up. Like, people are calling her. His phone's blowing up. People are calling. People are texting. They turn around. They don't make it to Target that day. Mm-hmm. They head home to watch this video. She's asking him, you know, what the hell? Yeah. What, I what guess, is this? I guess it was before you could watch it on your phone, right? Well, I don't think Brian had a smartphone because okay. it was his is holster to his belt. Yeah, that's true. So they had to go back and grab the laptop or the probably yes. the desktop. Well, what they to, do to is watch it. they go home and she gets on the desktop and he grabs his work laptop and they sit in separate rooms and, and they watch the video. Yikes. Stamp is on Twitter when he sees the video and a, and a thread pops up that reads, this is why we hate Bama fans. Valid. Yeah. And he Me doesn't, too. He doesn't remember much about that night. When he clicks on the link and he sees the video, he realizes, oh, that's me. And it takes him a minute. He's like, I have that shirt. And his hat's kind of sitting there. He's like, I have that hat. Oh, no. And then he's like, oh, that's me. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What a terrible way to. And like, I guess there's no good way no. to realize this. And bless him, he's worried about getting in trouble. He thinks that this is going to get him in trouble. Yeah, he's because been... he's drunk mm-hmm. on Bourbon Street, underage. Yes. And he's like, am I going to get kicked out of school? Like, what's going to happen? Well, Brian, you know, the day after, he's got to go back to work. This is the 32-year-old. This is the 32-year-old, Brian Downing. He's going back. He's headed into Hibbets on Tuesday. Two colleagues ask him about the video, and he's like, that's not me. He's just going to go with it. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Jedi mind trick. Mm Mm-hmm. These are not the droids you are looking for. It wasn't me. Yeah. On Wednesday, he's decided he needs to talk to his lawyer. So him and his wife, they go sit down with his lawyer. And while he's doing that, his boss calls him. And he's saying he's seen the video. And as instructed by his lawyer, Brian tells him, he's like, I can't comment on that. His lawyer tells him to tell his boss he don't can't comment Don't say a word. On. Just don't say a word. His boss lets him know, well, in that case, I have to let you go. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> You can come turn in your things and your company car that he drives oh, and everything. Yeah, his laptop, everything. The next day, so this is Thursday, Brian's name surfaces on the internet and it's even on the news. Like people know who he is. People know that this is the guy on the video. Mm-hmm. New Orleans PD, they're getting media inquiries from all over. And they say that the video, you know, when they give comment, they're like, yeah, it appears that this is sexual battery in this video. Sexual battery in Louisiana is defined as either making an unwilling person touch one's genitals or forcing one's genitals upon an unwilling person. Then, yes, that fits that definition. I think it does. If convicted of sexual battery, you can face up to 10 years in prison and would have to register as a sex offender. So, Brian's cousin is actually a sheriff of Russell County at the time. And he tells him he needs to, you need to drive down to New Orleans and turn yourself in. Russell County, Alabama. Yes. Okay. And there's not a warrant out for him at this time, but he's like, you know, there's. Don't wait on the warrant. Yes. Just go, go ahead. Go ahead and go. Yeah. So, as he begins the six-hour drive to New Orleans, he is actually reclassified from a person of interest to a wanted person being charged with sexual battery and, ob- and obscenity. And just so. when you thought the six-hour drive home from New Orleans was the worst thing you could experience, oh imagine that six-hour drive back to New Orleans. Oh, my gosh. So he turns himself in, and he spends the night in jail. He bonds out the next day, but, and then gets to head home and await trial. Mm-hmm. Meantime, Garrison Stamp leaves college, and eventually... He, he, he moves back to Houston where he was living prior to moving to LSU for college and gets a job waiting tables and he enrolls in community college. So, oh, he's so trying he, to disappear. Mm-hmm. So he's just, he can't go to school because it's too much. Yep, it's I too mean, much are people him. bothering him or people like. He's, he's getting a little harassment. He's like, mm-hmm. he's also just, I think he's just a nervous Daniel, wreck. He wasn't Daniel. really close with the people he was with that day. They, and it's just something that you, you, He's not living down at this moment. Exactly. I mean, it's just a lot. Yeah. If Daniel right. Tosh is calling you, 
You're not living it down. Wow, yeah. And like I said, Brian was fired from his job, so he gets a job washing dishes. He's doing some odd jobs, cutting up trees, you know. Yeah, because I mean, he's got a family. He's, he's got to pay the bills. Yeah, he's got a four-month-old. Yeah. And he finally lands a job waiting tables at an olive garden. So they're both... Waiting wait- tables. They have mm. come to the same point in life. So this event happened in January. Trial is set for September. It's pushed back to October 2nd. And in an 11th hour deal, uh, the DA drops the sexual battery charge and with it the need to register as a sex offender as Downing agrees to plead guilty to the obscenity charges. So there was two charges of obscenity that he pleads guilty to. So he doesn't have to register as a sex offender. Right. Okay. And he is sentenced to two years in the Louisiana penal system. So the judge recommends him for like a boot camp-like incarceration that would get him out in 10 months. And I looked all over to see how long he was in for, where he, where he couldn't find anything. All the articles I found were dated 2012. Like. It, it seems that I recall the same thing when we did this last year on stage. It, it, the trail ran dry. Yeah. And he had to report to prison on November 29th. So from October 2nd to November 29th, he had time to get his affairs in order. Mm-hmm. And then he... Probably signed divorce papers. So we don't his know... Wife did, Oh, did not file for divorce. Okay. Oh, okay. Because now whether they're still together to this day, I don't know. But at the time, she was quoted people asking her like, what are you going to do? And she was like, what do you mean? What am I going to do? They're like, are you going to leave him? And she's like, well, he didn't do anything to me. Right. Like he, you know, he kind of messed up our lives, but at least he didn't, you know, he didn't hurt me. We have a family. We got Mm -hmm. a kid. Yeah. Let's save what we can here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Stamp, though, Garrison Stamp, he was in the courtroom the day of the sentencing. Oh. Really? Like, anonymously? Anonymous. No one knew he was there except the DA. Like, the, mm. these people didn't know each other well enough to even really recognize each other. Yeah. Of course not. Yeah. So he Neither was, remembered it until they saw it. So mm-hmm. he's standing in the back of the courtroom. And Stamp's and head no was one, in his elbow. Yeah, no one even knew he was there. Probably didn't even know what, what he looked like. Mm, exactly. No, he mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah. mm Stamp was said to have thought that the sentencing was fair and he was glad that Downing didn't have to register as a sex offender. He didn't he didn't push that. He didn't want that to have to happen. Yeah, it was just it was a it was a badly chosen prank gone horribly, horribly wrong. Well, and, the, the and I'm not trying this, to defend no, what no, no, he did. No, but the issue with this, and we talked about this at the live show, is for some strange reason. This is not something that is new. I mean, teabagging has been going on for years and years and years, and it's been some kind of weird, like you said, a prank. Yeah. Which is strange to me how it ever became a prank, you know. But it is. And so there there was a group of people who were saying, you know, it was just a it was just a prank. It's you know, it's no big deal. And then there were people like no, it is a big deal. This is this is assault. This is you know. It is the legal definition of sexual battery. Like I mean, it, it fits right. the definition of new, in in Louisiana that law. is written into the Louisiana yeah. Penal Code for a reason. Yeah, because at one time it probably wasn't, yeah. and somebody got away with it. And that's how you have to you have to go with it for this. And yeah, it it it's just baffling to me how this became. A common prank. Because a layperson can read that definition and understand that what he did fits that to a T. Like, it's not, you don't have to have some kind of legal mind to dissect the law. Like, you can. And and at the end of the day, that's all you have. You have the law. So then then they have to go with that. And Mm -hmm. so then they they get the the plea deal and get all this going on. and, and, And the victim is okay with that. Yes. The victim says, that that's fine. Yeah. Probably just wants his life back wants to forget that this ever happened he and said just he, move on. He said he would he would have liked an apology. Well, yeah. He didn't get one. And I don't know if that was like purposeful or if Downing just like was so wrapped up in what was happening to his own life that he screwed up and he was now, mm-hmm. you know, going to be put away for. Mm-hmm. But the woman that's in the video, like I said, that you could see pulling the other two guys, like stopping the other two guys from they could have been downing here. Like, I mean, those yeah. other two guys, right. this is what they were about to do themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She 
at some point sees him and she apologizes. Hmm. She tells him she's really? sorry that she, you know, couldn't. That she didn't stop him yes. too. So he did get an apology from someone who was there, but he did not get one from the person Yeah, that, you know, got, assaulted him. Yeah. And it just kind of shows you what a, what a, a weird thing that this 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 is a common prank because she'd already stopped two people. Yes, doing it. like they oh, were like, they were coming after what him. What the heck? I guess yeah. what I'm most frustrated about is the friends. Yeah, and I know that everybody's friends. Katie said that he lost his cell phone, so maybe they couldn't find him. They didn't know where he was. But she also said that the people he he went with, he was not that close with. I know, but we've all been to college, and you you make those fast friends that first semester, and you're you know some of them. And I've still got friends that first semester that I'm very good friends with to this very day. Mm -hmm. And maybe these guys aren't that. I'm guessing these guys aren't those guys for him. Probably not. But I mean, somehow you get separated. But I, I I just really wonder. If his buddies had been there, mm. you know, there would have been a fight in a crystal and maybe somebody would have gone to jail with a with a split lip. Yeah. But maybe we wouldn't be talking I, about teabagging. Yeah. But I also want to say that um this is not something that is just um just Alabama fans. I oh. mean this happens yeah. People, people Yeah, we're not we're not poo-pooing Alabama fans here. I'm an Alabama no. graduate, so I certainly no. we're not doing that. Right. But we're it, really the not the facts are the facts. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm sure people would want to say, oh, Kelly, is she's an Auburn graduate, so she's going to love to do this. But I, I'm really not because... I see the frown on your face. Everybody, every every group has the a group of fans that they're embarrassed about. Yeah. Every, mm-hmm. <laughs> every college. Fair enough. Like, Man, I wish, I wish this group of people were not mm-hmm. fans of True. my school. So everybody has that. So it's it's not just unique to the University of Alabama it just happened to be what was going on at the time. That was the big game in town. And it was and like mob mentality. Yeah, this had, this had occurred not long after the tree poisoning, right, Scott? Oh, God, don't ask me when uh, <laughs> Harvey Updike poisoned the trees at Toomer's Corner, but yeah, that was rough. somewhere, do you remember what year that was? We'll have to look that up and put it in the notes. But I uh, really don't remember. I'm going to talk while uh, I see Katie yeah. as plugging I told away you, on her laptop as I told over you, there, I'm so we'll get to it in dates. a second. Yeah, me dates. too. So I don't remember. But, but it's around the same time, and Harvey Updike was the guy who, uh, and that maybe is something for a future episode. Alabama fans were getting a terrible uh, reputation. There was a period time. of time when yeah. a couple of bad eggs. And yeah. and it was it's not the it's not the fan base as a whole. Uh, absolutely no. not. I have been to that stadium many times. I was there for the this national championship right. game. It's it's not everybody. Yeah, not even close. We're hospitable for the most part. Yeah. The tree poisoning happened in 2010 sometime. So it was, he, he it was a year in before. 2011. Okay. Yeah. So it was the year before that Harvey Updike, and that's when when he turned himself in is when he called into Paul Feinbaum's yes. Yes. show. He did that January said, 2011. Yes. I did it. Yes. So that was a year before this. So we had a bad year, Alabama fans did, uh, just being painted with the broad brush of a bunch of dick bags. Yeah, yep. well, and, and every fan base justified been, to some extent. Every every fan base has been painted that way, at some, sure, at some point. But I'm I'm not going to say uh, we kind of earned it. You can't generalize it though to everybody, as I mean, you got to like you said, you got a couple of bad eggs, and yeah. and even if you take if you take this individual who did the tea banging, was it Brian Brian Downing, you take him in any other day of the week, probably other a than fine, this upstanding one, young man. You may not call him that, or you may not say that about it. It's just. Mm. Terrible, oh, yeah. terrible decision. He's, he had never been in any kind of tr- legal trouble. He had never done anything like this before. His wife was shocked. She well, was like, I cannot, be- like, this is just so out of character. Mm-hmm. And I'm certainly not here to defend the guy. No, but, no, but, we're not making but, excuses. But what you said, what we were talking about a minute ago, the woman who tried to stop mm-hmm. two previous people from doing it, again, Kelly, you said it. It was just that mob mentality. I don't think anybody thought they were committing a crime. They thought they were pulling a prank, and that doesn't make it right. No. But that's kind of the... Yeah. That was the flavor in that room that night. That was the that was what was going on, the environment. Mm-hmm. You know, Alabama just won the game. Alabama fans, mm-hmm. one LSU fan who's passed out. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't make it right, but that's what happened. Yeah, and I, f- I feel so bad for... Tell me, tell me the the eighteen year old's name again. Garrison. Uh, Garrison. Stamp. 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 So I I feel I feel terrible for him because you know he's he's lost from his friends. He's I mean I don't have to paint this picture anywhere. So I mean you 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 yeah. see this. I just I hate that he left school and 
changed his environment, but I really, really hope that it was for the better for him. I hope yeah, that, maybe. That I, I would imagine it had to have been. And I think yeah. his goal was to make it back to LSU mm-hmm. after he, you know, got his feet on the ground. But like I said, I cannot find Mm-hmm. Any updates on them? And, and, that's, and that's probably how he wants it. It's, I was about to say, it's probably a good thing. But for all we know, he went and legally had his know, name changed. Who knows? Just so he would never be associated with this again. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. I don't know. But I do know that he was 18 years old, and that's and that's not not a good thing. No, and it's illegal. That, that drunk on... And, and I'm not trying to say he was doing anything wrong. I mean, oh, yeah. he, you know... We, we've talked about you can go on Bourbon Street and it's pretty easy to drink. Hello. So I would think, um, you know, I don't know if it's if it's tightened up anymore in 2022. I've been to Bourbon Street several times in my life. Everyone says I had a great time. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I've been the ones. And this guy, uh, Garrison, he, he'd be a year older than me because I started college the year That's after right. he did. And so, so I'd been in the same exact spot one year later mm-hmm. because I yeah. went my freshman year mm-hmm. or sophomore year. I don't know. It was, I was, like I said, I was underage. The only time, the only time I've ever been to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think if we have any younger listeners, the, the main thing I would stress is if you're going out like this, go out with people you trust and yes. watch, watch each other, you know, and, and just, you know, pace yourself, you know, do, if you're going to, to drink, drink something and then drink two, two things of water. Yeah, if you're like, going to go to to Bourbon Street to your favorite bar and the game kicks off at eight o'clock that night and you're there at noon, that's a bad pace deal. yourself. That's a bad deal. Yeah, yeah, and keep up with your friends. Yeah, you know, buddy, watch sister, after each other. You know, yeah. if someone's passing out, get them back to the room. Don't don't let someone sleep on Bourbon Street. Right. Yeah. yeah. Take them to the take them to their hotel room and put them under the covers or put them under the dining room table and go back out and enjoy the rest of your evening mm-hmm. and just know that your friend's going to be there. Mm-hmm. When you get back. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in out, out on the town, so to speak with some friends before. And I've, I've had a friend I put in a cab before. And right. Sent back. Take and, him home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or her home. Her. Whoever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Put in a cab and, and sent on the merry way. Now she promptly paid the cab driver to bring her back. <laughs> uh, you're not going to tell us who that is I'm on not the going air, to. but you're going to tell me when I'm we finish the you, show. But then I, I'm not going to tell you, but then I, I, okay. we made sure that, you know, we, then we did all decided, okay, we're going back. Yeah. To now it's room. time. To, we're <laughs> Everybody's going back now. Okay. Just to keep so. her from walking out the door again. <laughs> yeah. But that's, you know, I shouldn't, you know, looking back on that, I, we should have all just went home right. at that point instead of trying to put her in a cab and, and send and her continue on your merry way. Yeah, that was that was a, a that was not a good decision. So mm. I guess it was a good thing that she turned around and came back because then we could all go. No one goes to New Orleans to make good decisions. No, no, you go to make bad decisions and hope you get away with it. This was in Birmingham. This wasn't okay. in New Orleans. The time I've been, I didn't go to New Orleans until I was an adult and well into an adult, mm-hmm. and I, it was on a work trip. And okay. so that's how I got to experience New Orleans for the first time. And we also got to, uh, to do some of the, you did the like fun real, stuff. like, like things that normal people do. Oh my gosh. And it's a, it's a wonderful place. I, love I absolutely Orleans. love New Orleans. I love going to the garden district. I love doing the yeah. ghost tours. Is that the trolley car, the garden district? That's the trolley. Uh-huh. Right? Goes, yeah, yeah. I've done that. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. place. Beautiful home. World War II museum. Mm-hmm. The D-Day museum is in is New Orleans. A, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love the, doing the ghost tours and like the vampire tours. Can we get the stuff. New Orleans Chamber of Commerce to sponsor this show? We've done a pretty <laughs> no, good job cannot. in the last couple of minutes. We cannot, but there are some really cool podcasts about New Orleans. There's one called Beyond Bourbon and then Voodoo City. They're my favorites. They t- they tell like some go. old histories about New Orleans. I love all the all the histories intertwined with the ghost stories there. So it's a it's a great place. I did a ghost tour once. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's a, it's a great place. You just have to you have to just kind of be careful. Yeah, don't be a dummy when you go to New Orleans because that three for one will get you. And and again, like you said, don't don't be a dummy. I don't want anybody to think that we're calling either of these people a dummy today, oh, especially I I especially our victim, Sorry. because yeah. you know, I'm I feel bad for him, and I really hope he's doing well. Yeah, same mm-hmm. here. But I'm, I, all I meant to say by that was that New Orleans is a place where you have to have your head on a swivel. I mean, you you've got to be, be you got to be smart, yeah. or at least be with like Katie said, with a group of people who can make sure that if you're not able to do that, mm-hmm. you can still get back to the hotel room and mm-hmm. make it to the car in the morning and go home. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah. 
So, um, so we don't have any, anything to report on that. Uh, I think the only thing that I, I learned when we did this story was I, I was under the impression that Brian had to continue registering as a sex offender, but he never had to. Right. In the um, last second plea deal, they dropped that charge. Well, and I think I, didn't I read something where the, the prosecutor said, look, this was not and I'm air quoting, a sex crime. This was something that got, I, I didn't want this, this guy to have to. This was a drunken idiot making, making yeah. an idiot decision. Exactly. And so I didn't want to have to guy, have to have the guy sign up as a sex offender, but he still had to pay for it because the law is on the books and it's my job to make sure that he well, and I pays think what he owes. A big part of it too is they right? wanted to make a point that New Orleans is not a lawless land. Right. And yeah. and this is kind of, if, if he got you off without anything, it would paint that picture that you can come down here and you can act mm-hmm. how you want and do you how you want. You can pull out your private parts in the crystal and yeah. do whatever. And you, 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 can't, you can't do that. You, no. Yeah. Not, not even New Orleans. Yeah. You don't need to be doing that. Right. If, yeah. you, if you walk in crystal, buy a crystal and sit down and eat it and leave. Yeah. It's it, not that hard. Pull the pickles off. Put no. them in the box. Why would you do that? I always pull the pickles off. Why don't you order it with no pickles? I don't know, because sometimes I'll take one little bite of one of the pickles, but then I throw the rest of them. No, a crystal is perfect exactly as it is presented to you. With cheese. Yes. With cheese. With With cheese. cheese. Uh, I agree to disagree. Oh, oh, wow, Scott. Or I disagree. Wow. Yeah, Mm. no cheese for me. Everyone's allowed their opinion, but yours is wrong. (laughs) Indeed. Again, every week on this show. Every week. Every week. Well, thank you very much, Katie. We appreciate your research. And, you know, we talked about we wanted to revisit this because we just did it as a live show. And so with football season coming up. Perfect timing. I mean, Alabama LSU this Saturday night at 6 o'clock. So sorry, Celeste and Kim. Y'all are probably the only ones who had to listen to this twice. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's true. Inside joke, they'll get it. Yeah, we appreciate you guys so much. Uh, Don't forget to watch us, uh, to watch for us on uh, at True Crime on EasyStreet.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can, it's not hard to find us. No. So reach out and you can listen to the show, find out things about us, and know what's coming up. Uh, Well, not coming up because Katie and Kelly get mad when I talk about what's coming up. Yep, that's right. What's coming up is true crime. True crime's coming up. Is that it? Are we done? That's it. Good night, everybody.